I'm not a loser, but sometimes I do loser things. In the event that this fails, they'll never be able to come to me and say, hey, remember that podcast you did that didn't go so well? No, that was our podcast. We did that. Yes, this is episode three of the In My Own Words podcast. I am your podcast host, Tony R. Sanders. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody had a great and a happy Thanksgiving, whatever that means for you. I know people celebrate Thanksgiving different ways. It's really just a food holiday. You know, if we can be honest about that, it's just a time for you to eat as much food as you can. It is International Cheat Day. That's what we're going to call it. We're not going to call it Thanksgiving anymore. We're going to call it International Cheat Day. Because this is what you have to cheat on. You have to cheat on your diet. You have to cheat on yourself because you spend time with all these people that you pretend to love, but we all know that you don't love them. And then you spend time saying that you're grateful for things that you are not really grateful for. I mean, you are in theory, but you're not really thinking about, you know, oh, I'm so grateful for the air and the oxygen in which I breathe. If you are, that's good. I mean, that's good. Let me, let me not... Uh, say that for everyone if you are super thankful for the air that you breathe every day and that's how you that's how you roll i'm proud of you i just i just don't believe you <laughs> but this is episode three of the in my own words podcast happy sunday happy thanksgiving what else do i need to get out of the way podcast updates okay so three episodes in i'm growing i am learning about how to do a great podcast uh, some of my friends are slowly hearing about me doing a podcast and they're like, why haven't you told me about your podcast yet? And I'm like, that's because it sucks and <laughs> I'm going to get better at it and then send it to you. And so we're adding some structure uh, from some of the feedback that I got. So we are going to do segments today. I want to introduce some segments for the next couple of weeks. I'll probably be introducing some new segments just to see how it goes. I want to make sure that I am giving you a podcast that's not only entertaining to listen to, but also easy to listen to. Right. I think that those things are equally important. It needs to be entertaining and it also needs to be easy to listen to. And I think a lot of what is going to make this easy to listen to is if I give you guys some structure. And so we are going to have segments on the podcast today. Let me know. You can tweet me at Tony R. Sanders. Let me know what you think about the segments. Let's get started with the first one. And it's called Off the Top of the Dome. Let's go off the top. You yeah. go off the top of yeah, the Yeah, I go off the top of the dome. Oh, wow. wow. That's dope, though. Yeah. Now, in this segment, I'm going to talk to you just freestyling. No plans. I'm just going to freestyle about whatever is on my mind at that time. Right. If you know me, you know, I love hip hop. And one of the great facets of hip hop is the ability to freestyle. You go in, you don't have a plan. Maybe you've pondered a bunch of different things, but then you just kind of flow and let the vibes, you know, the vibes. You got to let the vibes take over you. So that's what we're going to do in this segment. One thing that I want to talk to you guys about. I just got back home. Uh, me and my family, we went out and we saw a movie. And the movie we saw was a it was a women's empowerment movie. I'll say it like that, which most most movies are now. The Last Avengers was a it, the next Avengers, the you know, Last Avengers set up the the next Avengers and it's going to be a Captain Marvel women's empowerment movie. I'm just telling you that now. 
But I saw a different movie. It was... This is going to sound silly now that I said it's a women's empowerment movie. It was a movie that was heavy laden with social issues, specifically social issues as it relates to the internet and social media. Um, But it was definitely about women's empowerment. That was the overall theme of the movie. The movie is called Wreck-It Ralph. It's called Ralph Breaks the Internet. Now, if you guys saw the first Wreck-It Ralph, you know... That Wreck-It Ralph, who is this grown, destructive man, has this little kid of a friend called Vanellope. Which is already weird, but whatever. Like, if Vanellope was your daughter, you would not want her around Wreck-It Ralph. I don't care how nice you think he is. I don't care how harmless he may be outside of his video game. That's not the guy. You don't want your, you don't want your daughter around any grown man that is bigger than you and that could beat you up if he wanted to. Not that he's going to, but that could beat you up if he wanted to. And that's what's, that's what's going on with Wreck-It Ralph and uh, Vanellope. Now, in the second movie, that's the first movie, right? In a nutshell, I just broke it down for you. You don't need to watch it. No, you should probably watch it because that's a horrible description. But I'm just laying the groundwork for what I saw today. In the second movie, it was all about Vanellope and her freedom and breaking free of the constraints that her society, where she comes from, tries to keep her to. And so I won't ruin it. It's more than just Vanellope in on the act. There are other women in this movie being broken free, being seen in a different light, being uh, allowed and empowered to do different things. And so that's what I just got done doing. Uh, The movie was much deeper than I anticipated, obviously, I didn't go into oh, Ralph Breaks the Internet thinking I'm going to uh, watch a women's empowerment movie. I was like, oh, it's going to be great for the kids. You know, I'm a husband and a father of one son but three daughters. And so I'm thinking it's going to be great for the kids. And it was. It was great for them. I don't know if they picked up the messaging. You know, these uh, these cartoons never are about what they're about. There's always some messaging, at least when I watch them. And so I don't know if they picked up in the messaging and, you know, men letting go of their insecurities for women to become as powerful and live the type of life that they want to live and and reach their full potential. Um, And it showed how powerful uh, a male's insecurities could be as it relates to holding a woman back. So I don't want to ruin it. I know it just came out. I don't want to give you any spoilers. That's not my deep dive. I know I already went too deep. That's not my deep dive. That's just me going off the top, telling you guys what I'm doing. Uh, So we just got back from the movies. Overall, it's been a great day. So um, speaking of things that are going on in the internet and messaging in the internet, I'll have another segment that I want to introduce to you. And I haven't thought about the best way to present it. I haven't thought of a smooth transition, but I really want to just call this segment Wow. (laughs) That's what I want to call it. I just want to call it wow. I haven't found the perfect soundbite for that. So if you have a great wow that you want to send me to kind of lock this in, please send it to me. But I just want to I just want to have a segment that says, wow, you know how you have a friend and your friend says something so dumb. The only word in the English language that you can muster to come out of your mouth 
is Wow. Wow is the 2018 version of Cole, you stupid. All my Martin fans know exactly what I'm talking about. But in Wow, we are just going to highlight some of the dumbest things that I've seen and interacted with on the internet in life that week. And so this week, one of my wow moments were courtesy of Adrian Broner. Now, if you guys know Adrian Broner, he's a boxer. He came up under uh, the Mayweather camp. And so for me, what that means is he's probably pretty good at boxing. He's definitely really good at trash talk. And he's probably illiterate. Okay, that last one was probably not fair to say. Um, I'm not really worried about Floyd beating me up because he's a defensive fighter. He won't swing a punch, but I probably won't connect with him either. But that probably wasn't fair to say. But even anyway, Adrian Brown is fighting Manny Pacquiao. I didn't know that until this clip came out. I am uh, whatever the step down from casual boxing fan. That's what I am. So I don't I don't watch it and keep up with it regularly. That like, there has to be something that transcends just the boxing community to pull me in. I'll tell you this: the last fight I watched all the way through that wasn't a UFC fight or a Facebook fight or a World Star fight was the Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight. That was the last fight that I watched all the way. So that tells you anything about my uh, boxing fandom that lets you know where I'm at. I'm I'm a little less than whatever the casual fan is. But anyway, Adrian Broner is uh, a boxer. He's fighting Manny Pacquiao, and he has a knack for saying some of the dumbest things that you've ever heard a human being say. He said this. This is not why I'm giving him a wow moment. But he said this, he, he refers to himself as the can man. Take a listen to the can man. You've mentioned a couple names recently. Who were they? Listen, man, they call me the problem, but you could call me the can man because anybody can get it. Africans, Americans, Dominicans, Mexicans, anybody <laughs> can get the guy's it. entertaining, right? I've seen this guy in a, in a boxing ring, you know, preparing for a fight, brushing his hair. Like, he's about to get punched in the face, and the thing that he's worried about the most is, are his waves 360 in the way that they should be, right? Did he leave his do-rag on long enough for the waves to actually set in? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the guy. And so, this week, I want to highlight something specifically dumb that he said when he is uh, in the press conference with Floyd, I'm sorry, not with Floyd, with Manny Pacquiao, and they are somewhat kind of um at least his interpretation of what's going on is they're insulting him and kind of overlooking this fight kind of giving it to to manny pacquiao and not giving him a shot let's listen y'all got me fucked up if y'all think i'm about to lose the manny pacquiao man i'm about to beat his motherfucking ass on god now and i don't know who nm is and i don't know who nm is first of all i need to apologize for the language i know you're probably uh on your way from church or on your way to church while you're listening to this on a Sunday. But hey, we're all adults here. I don't even know who God Nim is. So I'm going to make sure. <laughs> the guy's just entertainment, right? He just says a lot of things that make you go, wow. So I wanted to highlight him. Another thing I wanted to highlight, right? You have, uh, you ever met somebody that they're so stupid? I'm sorry, they're so smart that they're dumb. Like they're so smart that they're dumb. Like, they're they're really they're really like smart people. They're really brilliant in a way, but they just say things from time to time. You're just like, what? What was that? 
Well, that's how I feel about this Harvard, Harvard and Yale scientist. Uh, there's some scientists from Harvard and Yale, so two of the most renowned universities in our country and in the world. They are proposing that we tackle climate change by dimming the sun. This isn't a joke. This is real. Harvard and Yale scientists are proposing that we tackle climate change by dimming the sun. So literally going over to the dimmer switch on Earth that they have that Elon Musk apparently built and just turning it down a couple ticks. Yeah, can you turn the sun down a couple ticks? Yeah, wow. That's the, <laughs> that's really the only thing that you can say is wow. Here's their plan. Um, the research scientists, uh, the research done by scientists at Harvard and Yale. This is a CNN.com article, by the way. They're proposing an ingenious but as yet unproven way to tackle climate change, which would be spraying sun-dimming chemicals into the Earth's atmosphere. That sounds like a good way to die. Spraying sun-dimming chemicals into the Earth's atmosphere. Okay, these chemicals, if they are powerful enough to dim the sun, what do you think that's going to do to us? What happens when it doesn't stay in the Earth's atmosphere? Or, I don't know, gravity takes over because what goes up must come down. And then it gets into the air and our atmosphere and our food because it's in the soil. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happened at the beginning of The Walking Dead. That's where the walkers came from. That's what happened to all the geeks. That's what that's what the zombies came from. Some scientists from Harvard and Yale spraying stuff into the air and it coming down. That's just another wow moment that makes you think, okay, obviously you guys are really smart. You're at Harvard and Yale. They won't even let me in the campus with a guest pass. So, like, you guys get it way more than I do, and I know, and maybe my thinking is just primitive, but wow. Really? That's what you guys are going with? We're going to dim the sun? Yeah, that sounds pretty crazy. So that's my wow moment for the week. We got Adrian Broner, and we got the Harvard and Yale scientists. Now, let's move on. Let's get into our deep dive. Did I go too deep? Now, this week on our deep dive, I want to talk about a subject that's been making its rounds on the Internet for the last couple of years. It is the wage gap in sports. The gender wage gap in sports, essentially the amount of money that women make versus the amount of money that men make in sports. Now, there's a couple of different ways this breaks down. And before we get into it, the first thing that I want to say is that I love all women and I think that women should get equal opportunity to make the same amount of money as men everywhere. And I have to say those things early just in case I forget to say them later. Like I mentioned before, uh, a father of three beautiful girls, I want them to make every bit of money, if not more money than my son makes, or at least have the opportunity to, right? So when it comes to women's empowerment, when it comes to women being able to make the same amount of money in sports, there are a couple of different arguments out there. You've got some of the soccer players that are comparing their winnings when they win um, you know, I don't know, soccer, FIFA World Cup or a U.S. championship or whatever. And they're comparing that to to the men's just a dollar for dollar comparison. And I will say that in um, in general, when you look at sponsorship dollars, which are driven by viewership, 
the women can't compete with the men because the there are not as many people watching the women's sport than it is the male sport. It's just like uh, WNBA, right? The W the NBA is on ABC and ESPN. The WNBA is on your local sports channel, which here in Indy would be Channel Forty, and then it's also on ESPN Two, or you know some online version of ESPN that you have to accidentally find this is the only way you can find it you can't even search for it you just have to accidentally find it one day and say oh basketball with girls right so i, I want to take the soccer thing out of it um we can talk golf we can talk tennis but i want to focus in on basketball now the basketball argument is interesting to me because it's not so much about a dollar for dollar comparison there's not a woman alive playing basketball that deserves the play the payday that LeBron James deserves. There just isn't. The draw that he brings to a community, the draw that he brings to that league, every arena, he's gonna play 82 games. He's gonna be he's the best player in the world. There's no there's no other male, forget female, there's no other male on the earth that deserves the dollar amount that LeBron deserves and not even what he's getting but what he actually deserves right so we can't have that conversation however what conversation we can have is this currently according to reports the and according to the cba that the players association for the nba has uh, agreed with with the league the nba is required get this required to share 50% of their revenue with the players. So essentially for every dollar the NBA makes, the league owners gets 50 cent and the players get 50 cent. That seems like a really fair deal. I could argue that it should be 60-40 in favor of the players because if the players walk away, then so does the league, right? If the owners walked away, it would hurt. It would take some time to recover. It would definitely slow things down. But if the players walked away, your league's done, right? So I can argue that it would tip in the scales a little bit more towards the players than it would for the owners. But a 50-50 split is not a bad split. Now, here is where the disparity comes from. In the WNBA, the revenue split is 25% to the players, 75% to the league. 25% 25% players, 75% for the league, and that's where you have a great argument. When you want to talk about the wage gap disparity in sports, that is a good example because we're not talking about dollars, right? We're not saying, hey, this person is making, he's making $30 million a year. She should be making 30 or $15. we are not talking about that. We are talking about revenue split. Now, there are a couple of arguments to be made. One argument is, Maybe the splits are different because the profit margin is different, right? Maybe the WNBA is not a profitable league, and so in order for their overhead and expenses to maintain, they can't afford to give them 50% of the revenue and still stay in business. Now, the WNBA doesn't release their numbers, so we don't know this, right? So this is all speculation, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have anyway, right? That's one idea. That's one reason. Another reason is they could be losing money because or unwilling to uh, have a higher revenue split 
is because they are almost killing everything that they eat. In other words, they have to work so much harder at the deal table to get sponsorships, corporate sponsorships, TV contracts to even get the product out to people, which means they're working a lot more to get that revenue and that those dollars in with the WNBA as opposed to with the NBA. This is what I mean. Ever since 2013, the WNBA ratings have been on a steady decline. Translation, there are less and less people watching WNBA basketball every single day. Every day, every month, every season that comes up, there are less people willing to watch WNBA basketball. Maybe, just maybe, if we could fix that problem, we can get more people to watch, which puts the power back into the ladies' hands that are playing the game. Then we could have leverage to go back to the owners and say, hey, we want more than 25%. Maybe it's 30%. Maybe it's 35 right? Maybe there's more transparency on the books. I don't know, but I know that if you have leverage, you can negotiate better anytime you have the leverage. Right now, they don't have leverage because no one wants to watch their sport. And so as I'm thinking about this topic, and I'm thinking about using this as my deep dive, this is where my brain is going, right? So I'm thinking, man, what could they do to make the sport more entertaining? Well, contrary to popular belief, one thing that you need is the dominant team. You need a team that's going to win six championships in 10 years, a la the 90s Bulls. You need a team that seems unstoppable, a la Golden State Warriors. Uh, how about the UConn women Huskies, right? I watch... I watch uh, the NCAA tournament for women's last year. I watched UConn and Notre Dame. I watched those games all the time. Why? Because you have a team there that is standing at the top of the hill and everyone else is gunning for them. So you're either going to watch to see the king's head get cut off or you're going to watch to see the king continue being the king. People say that the Warriors are making the NBA worse. They're not. They're actually making it better because now you have to tune in just to see what happens, just to see if someone can actually take the crown from them, just to see how great their ride of being champions and being a dynasty will actually be. The WNBA doesn't have that. They need that one dominant team, not just going to win two years in a row. We've seen that. What's that team that's going to win six out of 10 years? We need to have that. Another thing you need, it's a great rivalry. Think about how great the NBA became when you had Larry on this coast and Magic on that coast and them meeting in the middle for the championship. Rivalry helps. But also what you need and the most important thing you need is entertainment value. Now, there's a video that I'm going to play you guys. And there's a guy asking this WNBA star, uh, Nanika... Ogwimik, and I'm so sorry because I know I butchered that name. Nanika, it's N-N-E-K-A, O-G-W-U-M-I-K-E. Uh, there's a guy, he's at this event that they're talking 
the videos from the Undefeated, and they're talking about um, the WNBA and the, the wage gap disparity. And he brought up uh, what I thought was an interesting point, and he was, um, to borrow a phrase from Stephen A. Smith, summarily dismissed. Let's listen. Do you think that the, the game will get more watch if the rims were a little bit shorter? It's like what females can, like, for, for guys, it's something when you see somebody get dunked on. I'm very glad you asked this because this is probably one of the most offensive questions you can ask a WNBA player. And I'm not trying to read you right now. I'm just trying to get you to understand why it's not logical to ask us to do that. So we're constantly being compared to men. We have people excelling at a 10-foot rim. And now you want us to lower the rim so we can continually be compared, only to still be criticized because now you have someone like me who has done what she's done. Now I have to relearn the game to appease people who don't right. want to watch it for what it is. How about that? You see what I'm saying? So Woo. I'm just saying, go to a game first before deciding. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good, except for we have. <laughs> We've gone to the games. They give away fever tickets with a Big Mac and a fry. Like, it's the drink. You have to get it. It doesn't matter if you don't want the drink. You're going to get it anyway. It's just a part, like... All that sounds good, except for that's not working. It's not about getting people to actually come out to the games. It's not just that simple. Since 2013, the ratings are declining. That means that the people that were watching in 2012 stopped watching in 13. And those that were watching in 13 stopped watching in 14. And then some of those people stopped watching in 15. You're losing people. It's not that people aren't coming out or people aren't watching. They're, they're, they're walking away from you. And so when a young man suggests an idea, even if it's a bad one, you take it. You acknowledge it. You address it. You try to see if there's something there that can grab, that you guys can grab onto. This league is on its way out of the door. Sponsorship dollars are going to leave. TV deals are going to leave. Then what is your revenue split going to be? Look, I know there's stars in the WNBA right now that are excelling at the game, the ones that see mentioned, that are making $115,000 a year. That's good money, but that's not good money, right? And I understand you want more, but also understand that the rule changes that are being suggested, one, aren't that crazy, right? They're, they, It's not that crazy. Number one, your three-point line is already closer than a guy's. So let's not, let's not do the, like, there's physical difference between men and women, period. I think we can all agree and acknowledge that. Another thing that we need to all agree and acknowledge, too, is that the game, as is, for what it is, is not as entertaining to the masses, right? And it's not about your passion project basketball. You can't have your cake and eat it. You got to do one or the other, right? Once you eat the cake, you don't have it. And if you have the cake, you can't eat it. So you can't have your cake and eat it, too. If you want it to just be your passion project, 
and something that you love and you want to play it this way and you're only going to play it this way and you're not going to change it no matter what and that's the hill you want to die on, that is fine. Just don't complain about making more money. Because when people are bringing you ideas, even if they're bad, even if they're not the ideas that you want to hear, that's a guy. A guy saying, hey, me and people like me would watch it if this would happen. If there are people that could play above the rim. That's the most exciting play in basketball is when someone's on a fast break or when someone drives baseline or someone charges the lane and they're going up and you know that there's a chance that a poster is going to be made. And that video clip gets on SportsCenter Top 10. And the screenshot from that video is going to get on a kid in Nebraska who doesn't have a basketball team. It's going to go on his wall. He's going to be so excited to go to bed every night looking at that poster of someone dunking on somebody on his wall. That's not happening in women's basketball. It's a huge missed opportunity. Every year we get a girl that dunks, Brittany Griner or someone, and it's the biggest story in the world. It's Sports Center Top 10. Everybody's talking about it. All these things are happening. The coverage goes up. The viewers goes up. The eyeball goes up. Guess what else goes up? The revenue will go up. Think about what would happen that happened every night. Think about that. I was talking to a couple of friends of mine about the same subject, and they said, hey, in golf, the women's tees are shorter. Right? They move them up just a little bit to still make it entertaining to watch. It's not that they can't hit from the men's tees. They can, but it's going to take them more shots, which means it's going to be higher scores, which means it's going to take more time which means you're not going to watch it. I mean, this could all, and to quote the great Lauren Hill, this could all be so simple. This could all be so simple. So that's my deep dive of the week. I hope I didn't go too far. And that's the show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, my goal is to get better and better at this as the weeks go by. If you have feedback, you can always uh, send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter at Tony R. Sanders. Appreciate you guys for listening. Love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Peace.